Welcome to Doc Talks, brought to you from NerdWorks Media. ride what a ride let's roll this a little bit get a few people get in here but again welcome back to doc talks where i doc talk oh i miss saying that this will not be only about D D. by the way this is just season one just want to let y'all know about that i'm wearing my new great friends club gear so thank you jake bar follow him bar none on the tickety talks I'm sure you can find him. Hello. I see Daniel's in the chat. Today we're going to be covering... Let me change this while I'm talking about it. But combat versus... Uh, Roleplay. <laughs> I had to think about that. Woo, it's been one of them weeks. I do love talking and listening to myself. You don't have to kid about that. I think I have a wonderful voice. I was thinking about um, reading Fifty Shades of Grey as a TikTok series. I don't know if that would help. (laughs) What do you mean, oh, I think it would be a great TikTok series, don't you? I mean, certainly get you a certain kind of audience. I don't think it'll be the same as before, honestly. I think it'll be good. All right, sorry, a little bit of setup, but here we is, and here we do our things. Um, I would like to start off by uh, honestly saying that I'm sorry for missing Doc Talks last week. Um, I know it's one of those things, but... Uh, our friend, mutual friend, Kenobi is Nook. You can follow him on Twitch. Um, he's on the Tickety Talks now. He was doing, um, it made sense to do the May the 4th Be With You stream with him. And we play a little D20 Star Wars, which is fun. I haven't played that in a while. Um, I actually went to my local game store to see if they had it, and they didn't. So I don't feel bad about downloading the rules online anymore. And I usually do feel bad about stuff like that. So, if you were wondering. Follow me on TikToks, too. At IamDMDoc. Just saying. Follow NerdWorks on the Tickety Talks as well. He's got great series going on. A lot of them are D&D related. And again, I just want to remind you, this won't always be a D&D uh, podcast. This is just, season one is D&D. And for reasons, it's near and dear to my heart. Um, I think I've told you guys before, but D&D is used for a ton of stuff. One of the main things that D&D is used for that I love a lot is helping autistic kids learn to socially interact. It's really awesome. TikTok Doc, 
Ooh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I think that's what I'm going to call my lives. Um, this week, I want to talk to players and DMs alike. Uh, we're going to talk about combat versus storytelling, but it might not be what you think. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Believe it or not, I read the chat, so I was just checking. Um, I love questions during chat, so if you have anything or you have something that you want to add, I would love to hear it. <clears throat> and you guys are going to listen to me mumble for a second while I uh, I put all this up on the uh, the cords of discs. Do, 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 do. And of course, the first place I'm going to put it up is, well, my very own Discord channel that you guys can go to and be part of, even though I think the people here are. Um, I will put a link in uh, the show notes for this in the podcast. So if you guys want to join the Discord and you're not part of it, you can go there. Lots of shout. Look at that. Shout out for Kenobi. Please follow him. I'm going to put his stuff in the links as well. <clears throat> it was such a fun time. I had a good time with that. Nerdworks played uh, Mandalorian that was a tech specialist, which I thought was unique. You don't see a lot of that. Usually they're very fighter class people. <clears throat> Kenobi obviously was a Jedi, and I got to corrupt him a little bit. I think he just let me do it, though, but I appreciate it anyways because he's a wonderful person. And, of course, we love him a lot. Um, I hope you guys had a wonderful May the 4th, and to let you know if you want to look into that, there is a lot of Star Wars tabletop out there, some of them with new dice that you have to learn, there's the D20 one, there's always the Fate system, and I am a big proponent of Fate. The other thing I want to talk about is those that subscribe during the Red Again podcast streams, I really appreciate it, I still have that list. Red Again podcast is not going to happen. It, it got put in the back burners and we made a decision for it not to happen. Um, but that doesn't mean nothing's going to happen. Because we, and when I say we, I, I actually mean me, a lot of me. I love to storytell. And when Mike asked me to do this again and when I approached him with the idea originally, I forgot how much I missed it. And so we're going to get back into that as well. All right, I am shared, so I am done mumbling and we will jump into this because we only have like another half an hour because these are short um i'd like to say that you really need to have a good balance of both to have a good game right so players and dms alike combat versus storytelling is not just about the story itself nor is it a question of xp or how one gets better in the game or goes up levels. Um, I can make a whole thing on that for DMs, but I want to do both today. Um, the story is not the whole game, right? The, the characters, whether they're PCs or NPCs, they need to be balanced as well. But what do we think of when we think of combat versus storytelling? Well, on the TikToks, I'll tell you right now, it's a big conversation of doing one or the other. Do you, you DM one way or the other with that? And I don't think too many DMs do one or the other. If you're going to do a super dungeon, of course it's going to be big combat related unless you want to put like love triangler, tri triangulars, triangles or things within the group. It's not going to change that. <clears throat> if you remember recently, 
we talked about skills and abilities, and, and I did focus a lot of that on my RP. But this is where we're going to have to make a lot of decisions when it comes to combat versus RP. I recently made a character for a one-shot that's going to be played tonight, and um, not on our stream, but we'll be hosting it at twitch.tv forward slash like underscore magic. That's M-A-G-I-C-K. And while I was doing this, um, I was looking at my character, and I had to make some choices because we use Standard Array. And Standard Array makes you think a little bit more. When you're not rolling 5d6, removing the two lowest, re-rolling ones, rolling seven times and taking out the lowest one, you have a very even thing. Standard Array is wonderful. I love it. Anybody who's talked to me for more than 10 minutes about D&D knows that I love Standard Array. It also makes us think, and so we have to think. In this, did I care about getting one more to my attack roll? Or did I care about getting one more point to damage? These are things that we have to talk about when we think about this. Now, don't throw it out the window. I'm not a min-maxer. I'm very story-oriented, but there's a lot of people who do both. Um, I will say, another missed opportunity is I should have had Mike Nerdworks on the show because he really does have very optimized characters with really cool stories. I had to zip up my new Great Friends Club shirt, sweater. By the way, I know that's not what it means, but I'm not going to say it on stream because I'm very family-oriented. So... Do I want to have more HP, or do I want to roleplay being able to find food while we travel? Um, do I want to have that one hit point, or that one more damage, or do I want to be a bit more persuasive? These are things I have to think about. <clears throat> if I want to truly optimize a character, i got to realize that it's a little bit of both in Dungeons & Dragons. Unless, like I said, we're just doing like... Tombs of Annihilation, or Yawning Portal, or um, what's the new one? The Mad Mage Dungeon. These are all super dungeon things. DMs, we have to think about our NPCs also. Not every NPC is a commoner. We have to think about how they interact with people. We need to think, do they have ulterior motives? Pardon me, I got the hiccups. Do they have real stats? How much time are we going to put into that? Time is very difficult to balance out as a DM. Any DM will be able to tell you that. We're not talking about... What's the one I saw recently? Oh, there's supposed to be nine encounters between long rest. I got to look that up. It might be in the DMG. It might not, but that's what was said. But what are those encounters? It's not just... Battles, and I don't know why people just want more, but I do know why people want more battles. I'm going to talk about that at the end. If I have an extremely powerful character, even if I min-max them, they still have depth. They're still a character. They still have flaws. They still have wants. They still have things that they want to accomplish. I should know that going into the session. I should know that when I go to talk to a bit more blood, we're going to get to that. 
I'm going to change your mind on that one. I have to understand that my characters have depth, that they are even NPCs, whether they're NPCs or PCs, they have a reason to exist in this world. And I have to know what that is, if I'm the DM or I'm the player or even both. So where and what do we place our points into? I cannot use charisma as a dump stat if I want to intimidate, persuade, or even understand people. Orange, thanks for stopping by, buddy. I appreciate you very much. If you guys don't follow Orange, you need to follow Orange as well. One day he will come into the NerdWorks media group, but for now we will keep on the outside and please follow him. I can't have a low wisdom score but think that I see everything. I, I hear this argument at the table all the time where people dump a lot into the dexterity or strength, depending on what they're using, all of it into con. You know, you use your intelligence as a dump stat, but you're like, oh, my character should know this. No, they shouldn't. But we could play it any way you want, but the fun of making characters is knowing their flaws and using their flaws. And if you watch tonight on Like Magic Stream... I have flaws in my character, and they may come out. Even if we have the answers to that, even if our characters are built for something more specific, what about the game itself? Do I want to have more roleplay, or do I want to have more combat? This is an age-old discussion. <coughs> Excuse me. This is not one that people have answered in 30 years and plus of D&D. It's actually almost 50 years of D&D. That's awesome. I didn't even think about that until a second. Role-playing games, all of them, have to decide on what kind they want to be. But what's fun in playing a story that has no plot? Do we, we enjoy watching stories with a lot of combat and no plot? Of course we do. Oh, I shouldn't say that line. No, we don't. We're wonderful people, and all the good stuff has plot. Dragon Ball Z, Transformers have very in-depth plots. And I will wait for the hate mail. I'm going to leave that in the podcast, too. We want our stories to be really well together. Remember, when I, people ask me what D&D is like, I always tell them, you're writing a book together. The DM writes the narrative. They know the story. But the main characters in that book, or even some of the assisting characters, are written by the players themselves. I don't understand why we don't live by that model. And there's no reason why, during combat, you can't have a moment of clarity of your character if it makes sense in the moment. And I hope that one makes a little bit more sense than what I think it sounds like, but it is true. There's In combat, you can still have a very pivotal, more enigma or, or realization about your character. I like thinking of it like a table read for an epic movie. Yes. Um... Mike knows I, I do this from time to time, and in Redigan I was trying to do it, where I use the panning of the camera. So I just want to see the motion of what we see. 
I'm also writing a book from another one of my D&D campaigns. So I, I see it from all aspects. <laughs> it's an orange is born. Do we have a bunch of combats? Like the world has just a ton of things. When you leave the gate of the city on the road that's paved with guards on it, you get attacked right away and you have to have a counter after encounter. Well, then your common people are not going to survive. They're not going to live. They can't travel. And sometimes those are fun moments. You really can make a very dangerous place, but not every place should be dangerous to live. I also think that you should start like we were starting, where we were in a safe area, and slowly we begin to move out, and we start giving a little bit and a little bit of the reality of what's chasing, what's happening in the moment, to the players. I'm talking to the DMs. Players, you don't have to kill everybody. We're going to talk about that a little bit. So one of the things that I was reading about today is... How did they state it? It was it, giving XP the way the game is designed. Rules is written the way you earn XP without using variants or milestones is you kill monsters. Everything has an XP to it. But I was listening to a bunch of interview shows, and it's something that I've said for years, but people say it better than me, and I wish I recorded it. But here it is. <clears throat> it wasn't the cough. If that's the way the world really worked, then any school you went to for being a rogue or a wizard or a fighter would be like, okay, thanks for coming today. We're going to go out in the field here and we're going to kill a bunch of things until you guys get better and then you can graduate. If you don't want your world like that, then you need to make your world different than that. And I understand the rules is written, it's about the XP you gain from that. But we have to ask ourselves some questions when it comes to combat versus roleplay, especially as DMs. Yeah, that was the, the wizard school never opening a book comment. That was off of um, Dimension 20 was doing a, an interview. And it's interesting. It's a really good way of thinking about it, but I've thought about it for years. When you role play and work your way out of a situation without having a fight, would it be better to have more XP for that situation or even equal XP for that situation that you would have got if you decided to kill everybody? Milestone doesn't mean it has to be an actual milestone, right? It, it means that you hit something, whether the DM is tracking XP or not. Um, it doesn't matter what that milestone would be. The milestone could still be XP. But I have problems with that as well. I like individual milestones. There's nothing wrong with a party that... If one person's not doing a lot or just wanting to kill everything and not participating, why do they have to get as much XP as the next person? If they're not participating in the game... Why do we do this? Why do we have to have everybody go up and level at the same time? Let's talk about it a little bit. DMs, there's something called APL. It's actually how CRs are created for the monsters. 
A CR4 means that five characters of level four should have a semi-difficult time, but easy enough time with that monster. It means that four players of that level should have a difficult time with the monster. And that's what it is. But what does it mean, CR4? Four would be the average party level. So if I have a level 3, a level 4, and a level 5 in the party, the average party level is 4. Yes, there's still math in this game. So why don't we use that more? Why don't we role play and milestone and some of the stuff that Mike's putting up on TikTok, and if you're not following him, follow him, because he talks about these rules all the time. We've talked about rules as well. Why do the players roll their own death save? It makes it a little bit more realistic if nobody's knowing what's going on and you don't tell anybody what's going on unless they pass a check. And that means they physically have to go over to the other player or character, PC, and check the PC. And then if they fail or they succeed at that check, then they know how close to death that person may or may not be. But why not roll the death saves? Well, I see the reason why not to if... First and foremost, Dungeons and Dragons is a strategy game. It's about being strategic and knowing I have a couple more moves before something happens. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if I want to make it a little bit more realistic, in real life, I don't know how close somebody is to death by looking at them. Oh, that amount of blood. Uh take the fluid, ounces, draining, the way the heart corrects, you're not going to know by looking at it. So why not incorporate that same thing into what we do while playing the game when it comes to combat versus roleplay? It doesn't have to be heavy combat. It doesn't have to be heavy roleplay. Also, if you're not doing something like a stream professionally or a podcast or anything like that, <laughs> do not require your players to have character voices and to get into the moment, uh, moment, moment very thespian-like. If somebody at a regular table wants to say, my character is going to do this, or my character is going to say something along the lines of this. That is absolutely appropriate. We have to understand that our characters, we talk all the time about player knowledge versus character knowledge, but we never talk about it the other way around. The way we always talk about it is your characters don't know what, your play, what the player knows. But the truth is, is that sometimes the character knows things that the player doesn't. My characters might be smarter than me, or more educated in something in that area than I am. If I can't put it into words, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. And I shouldn't have to roll a history roll for something that I'm proficient in as well to figure out what I'm going to do with whatever some of these are. I understand we like to hear the clickety-clacks. I do like to hear the clickety-clacks. Everybody likes to hear the pretty clickety-clacks. But you don't always have to roll dice to figure things out. You can. There's nothing wrong with it. But you shouldn't always do it. So let's talk about the XP for killing things. 
Or we could talk about the murder hobo thing. It's kind of all in the same realm. DMs make big mistakes when they start a game. First off, at at, at session zero, they're usually more concerned about how people feel about topics. And we're in this new era of red, yellow, and green that we can do within the game and what we're comfortable with. And I'm not saying those are not important. What I'm saying is once that's done, what does your character do in this world? You are 18, 110, 332, whatever it is, years old. You've spent time in this world. Unless part of your backstory is you were Link and you were asleep for that long, we need to know what you did. We need to immerse you into this world. We need to give you a reason to be here. And we need to give some guidance to your character. And it doesn't matter. Neutral, good, evil. Everybody has a reason to do things. To behave. Why do we not go into a town and just kill everybody? Everybody's a commoner, right? That's got a stat. The monster manual has a stat for guards, and once you're high enough level, the guards can't do anything to you. Because what kind of fun would that game actually be? Unless you're a person that likes to destroy things, and that's all you're there for. Ruin other people's fun, and to destroy a world that the DM did, we need to do better when we build that character. And when I say we, I'm talking to players and the DM. <laughs> and not every character has to have some hidden agenda behind it that none of the other players know. It is fine to build your character with other characters. As an example, tonight the game that I'm playing is a one-shot on Magic Stream. The community just loves to play D&D and we want to go play D&D. I got together with Nerdworks and said, hey, let's make brothers. I want to, let's do this back and forth thing. Don't have to be twins, just brothers is fine. What are we going to do? Let's talk about it. I think we have some pretty funny, cool things that we came up with. And because it's okay for us to get together. I want to be super edge, hardcore, emo lord. Okay, do that. You don't have to surprise anybody. And least of all, do not surprise your DM. Ha oh, I made a character, but you're not going to know about my character, DM. No, come on now. Most good DMs know there's an approval. You're going to send me your character sheet. I'm going to look it over. We're going to talk. I may do some things for you. I may give you magic items, or we're going to talk about you. We're going to create this backstory or this new background. I've done that. On the fly, create a new background. On the fly, create a new class. Change little things to make it better. Talk about where your power comes from and what it looks like. And how much backstory did we come up with versus just being excited for combat? Balance is important for fun. It is, but we do have backstory. You more than me. I'll admit it on this one. You more than me. Mostly because I got busy. But I guarantee you before tonight I'm going to have some depth about my character. Mm-hmm. Don't even start with me, Mike. We need to give to the game. The game should not be, the game should never be trying to surprise a DM, derail a DM, derail a player, 
Surprising a player is definitely a DM's job, but it should not be something that surprises them in a bad way. It should be very thought-provoking. And that all depends on your story styles. And I mean, even if you're doing a pre-written story, immerse the player into it. I will say, and to my benefit, and it may just be me being defensive at this point, but honestly, just clicked. Your one-shots don't need to be that in-depth. They don't, unless you're planning to use that character somewhere else. Don't worry about the depth of the character itself. And it is okay, honestly, to play your character to learn about your character. If you haven't played them, how do you know how you're going to play them? I've been doing this for 30 years. I know Mike's been doing it for the six-plus years because we played together. <coughs> Excuse me again, smoker. I know. It's terrible. We know our characters because we know we can see it in our head. And we both have a different way of making characters because we've talked to each other about this. I start from what I want my character's backstory to be. Where Mike's all over the place, but like this last one was, what kind of class do I want to play? Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. As you play a lot, you just get these ideas and then hopefully one day make them work. I don't know. Player, combat versus role play is a balancing act. It is never one more than another. To set a good, long campaign, there needs to be a lot of role play, but there needs to be some combat as well. You need to exercise a little bit. And there are warm-up activities for that combat thing. You don't need to wreck a level one character right off the bat. I don't recommend it. I've accidentally done it, but I don't recommend it. Think about your world as a whole. Again, when you leave the gates of the city, how dangerous is it really? Are we going to be in something every single night? Or sometimes it's just going to be peaceful. A good DM makes people think that NPC with you, are they good or evil? All the time it's just back and forth. I want to make what they do and work backwards to where they come from. Yes. I make a story and see where it takes them. Absolutely. We do it differently, but we in the end, have the same quality or immersed character. I will admit that Mike's characters are a little bit more fine-tuned for the class at that point. But I don't make inept characters. They have what they need at their disposal to do what they need to do. I, I think we need to, when we sit down at zero, we really need to think about this combat versus roleplay. And I understand that there's a lot of people who've been playing a lot of years that play this as a strategy game, and all they want is the combat. Which brings me to another point. If you've been playing this game for a long time, the new people's ideas are as valid as yours. New people. Your new idea needs to be balanced with the person that's been playing for a while. Everybody is at that table playing together. You will not gatekeep each other at one of my tables 
and DMs, we need to get better. We need to understand that it is okay to bend the rules to make people love playing their characters. But at the same time, I need to have fun DMing your game for your characters. I will set the precedence for things that will happen in the world, how the world works. Very much, I will plan out geopolitical, how things are based, where things are from. I'm also one of those DMs that I'm running a whole separate campaign you're not part of in my head because things are still happening in the world. And I want them to come up. I want your characters to feel overwhelmed when bad things happen because bad things are in motion. And only a really dumb bad guy with an intelligence dump stat would place everything into one plan. I'm just saying. If D&D is one of those things where you have a hard time finding fun as well, it might not be the table or the style. It might be the game itself. I come from an era of D&D being the faux pas. We didn't talk about it. Um, you didn't walk around. It was very hard to find people to play. Into an era, and I'm not saying I dislike it, where it's the cool thing to do and now everybody wants to do it. Only because when I've seen people get into it because it's cool, they found an aspect of it they enjoy. And that's important. They generally make characters based on their backstory and have zero problems with sucking in some areas. Had a character that was more of a blank talker because I'm trying to do this kid-friendly podcast. But couldn't back it up to save his life. Uh, he was like a chihuahua. You know what? But we play to the strengths, right? We build our characters and we know our characters' strengths because our characters may or may not be smart enough or have the wherewithal enough to know what their strengths are. I'll say this, and if you haven't heard it before, I'm sorry, but you needed to hear it earlier than what you're hearing it now. You cannot be anything you want to be in life. You can be anything within the skills that you have to be. Whether you learn them or not is inconsequential. Words. Inconsequential to what you're doing or trying to achieve. But if you're really bad at math, you're not going to be an engineer. Plain and simple. So you have to play to your strengths. Make sure that your characters have realistic goals for themselves as well. But maybe sometimes we have to look at ourselves for realistic goals. Don't gatekeep. Don't gatekeep no matter what side you're on. One of my least favorite things when I listen and find new podcasts or I look around to see what new D&D or game um, things are coming about on YouTube or even um, Twitch on stream... I hate niche things. Now, if you have a group of women that are playing together because they've always played together and they're sharing their game with you, that's fine. It just happens. But if you're starting to play and you're a female DM and you're like, you know what? I got this idea and you know what I'm going to do? All girl podcast. 
Nobody else can be in my podcast except for girls. Okay, that's on you. I dislike it because people in your life that aren't women may have extraordinary talents or be part of this great group. Me personally, I love a mixed table. I want people of different thought processes at my table. I want my characters to be as diverse as my players are, and I want it to be a mix of things. And I really do love to hit on topics that we need to talk about. Because I have a table rule, and that's feelings are valid and we will discuss them. And it doesn't matter if you agree or not. Just like our Discord has a rule that you will talk to somebody you're having a problem with and you two will come to a compromise. And I even put in there, compromises usually make neither person happy. We're diverse people. We need to learn to get along and have fun. We're having fun in the game. But we don't need to twist the game to something it's not. But we do need to be forward with our expectations on our games. It's a balancing act. I got it. There's a lot of stuff here. It's getting to the point where you need a bachelor's degree to be a DM. Did you know there's professional DMs? Off subject, but I saw that today. I could never charge somebody for playing this game. I'm sorry. If you guys ever want me to DM something, just ask. I don't have a price tag. I'll let you know if I have the time. But I'm not going to charge to play the game. I don't understand that. Sorry, little tangent there. We want a diverse table because it creates a diverse story. It makes an interesting story. When I was younger, it was funny because I got bad about something because somebody thought differently than me. And it's something that has rang with me all these years. Life would be boring if everybody thought like me. Why is this game any different when it comes to that? I want my new players to come with these new ideas of doing something that I've never thought of doing before. I want my old players to come to the table with what I know they're going to, which is to generalize, cut into its own category thing. It's going to be wonderful together. But we play the game together. And it's okay to not agree with everybody. But that might be the army in me talking where I had to, I didn't get to choose the guy standing next to me. We all learned to get along or bad things happened and there were no third choices. And I think life should be a lot like that too. I think I preached enough. I don't want to. Let me put my soapbox away. I don't like getting into these, but... I have opinions. You're going to hear them from time to time. I honestly think that's enough for me today. Uh, is there any more questions from anybody in chat? Hi, Wednesday. That's right. I was a firefighter, too, and you're absolutely correct. Do the thing. Damn it. I'm sorry, but believe it or not, if you wait a second, it'll go, and then hopefully Michael just put this on YouTube, and then you'll be able to watch it there. That's a great thing. If you miss all that, it's still a podcast, and it'll live there until I can't pay my website anymore. It'll be released on Friday. That's how I do it. 
if there's no other questions, let me see here. Would you play with me? Some? Of course I'll play with Jesus. Listen, love everybody. It's not just something I say. It's something I try to preach and live in my own life. Love everybody. Keep it nerdy and live your dream. Okay, bye. This has been a NerdWorks production.